This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. With the first jewel claim. Oh, it's a photo of the Derby! The race for the Triple Crown erupts into an epic party. The Preakness Stakes, May 18th on NBC and Peacock. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you do for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. What's your reaction when you see Miles Garrett in his Jurassic Park tank top playing basketball? My reaction is, uh, I think one of those NBA teams should sign him to a 10-day contract. <laughs> yeah, he's a great athlete. Uh, that doesn't surprise me, seeing him move around. I've, he, he knows this. I've told him this. I've told all of our players, listen, you got to stay in shape. You need to, to do some things that, that get your cardio going. Uh, you got to do it safely. And, and he, he, he's very, very well aware of that. But I, I do marvel at his athleticism. So you didn't do like the Chiefs did a couple of years ago when we saw the video of Patrick Mahomes playing basketball when they told him, no, Patrick, no more basketball. You're fine with guys doing within reasonable limits what they need to do to stay in shape. I think that's the key, within reasonable limits. They know not to go in some competitive game where they're going to turn an ankle or, or catch an elbow or those type of things. For example, don't do this, Miles Garrett. <laughs> Change of heart from Kevin Stefanski after seeing this video over and over and over again the posterization i mean that's amazing that guy guarding him is no joke that's pretty good defense he gets up there pretty good i mean we all saw it they saw it in cleveland and kevin stefanski had this to say after watching what we're watching now and it looks like miles has been working on his euro step a little bit in the offseason are uh are you cool with that are you okay with him playing basketball he retired so congratulations on oh, a great career for Miles. Really proud of him, uh, but uh, he's done. Did you have to have that talk with him, Kevin? He's retired. I feel like he's more of like a, a Jordan retirement. You know, I went to baseball for a second, slash I went to basketball for a second. And now I got to go back to what, what I'm good at, what I usually do, playing football, rush passer, stopping the run. The next season, you never know. You know, I might go back to basketball. I might go play baseball, see if I can get on a team. But like there, there's more on the horizon right now. I gotta, I gotta you know, get back to to what my main focus is. I think that last dunk was either reverse, double pump, or uh, a windmill. So I had to go out with the bang. Look, there's another element to this as well. It's one thing to see Miles Garrett playing basketball during the months when 
the offseason exactly. program exactly. is up and running. Yes. When you see this at a time when players are staying away right. from OTAs, and Cleveland is one of the teams that has experienced that, and we've got a place where you can come work out in a safe environment, and you're going to go down to Planet Fitness and or the Y or wherever he was yeah. and play basketball against uh, you know a couple of jamokes who, who would love nothing more than to test their medal against Miles Garrett? No, no, that's how you get hurt. That's not a safe environment. It's too competitive, and you're doing it during a time on the calendar when we've got all these state-of-the-art facilities that you can come get in the right kind of shape for football season. So from end of season until April or during the six weeks coming up, it's one thing. But doing it when – class is otherwise in session right. i think that's the kind of thing that, that catches the attention of a coach yeah i think so i think you're exactly right i mean there's just too many what if circumstances first off i mean when, even with that play right there i mean he's in traffic he goes up he dunks you land on somebody's foot sprain your ankle break your break your ankle foot whatever i mean it's it's you know season's over or at least you're not coming back till late in the year and i think your point that was going to be my point you're exactly right there's a difference in Hey, I'm playing basketball in late January, February, and early March to get in shape. But now, hey, we're working out. We're it's football season. You're a professional, and it's officially the start of football season here. And we have workout regimens for you. And that's where I think it's 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 that like what you brought up. And then the last thing too, like yeah, you you get this far, and like it's hey, we're we're here, Cleveland. You've been crap. Bola for 20 years. The window is wide open. It's Super Bowl window time. Your team is good enough. It's here. The hell with basketball. So it's time to play football now. And I think that's probably got to be a little on Stefanski's mind too. Wait, we're, we're, we're in June. My team's real. I got one of the best offensive lines in football. One of the best offenses in football. The defense has improved. Miles Garrett was hurt last year or had the COVID and it hurt our defense. And I think all of those things, they just think about it and go, okay, that's it. It's good for the year. See you next year. Here's the other side of it too. If we can cue up the video again of what we saw last week, it's one thing to go do it. It's another thing to turn it into a social media moment, which is what this clearly was. When you see the cut to the guy with the headband going, Woo boy, This was concocted, this was staged, this was a deliberate job by Miles Garrett to create a buzz and a viral moment. Clearly. Don't tape it. And don't go out there and do this saying, hey, you know, I want to make a great video that people are really going to like. Let's go have some fun. So it it crosses the line, in my mind, from staying in shape to having one of these. And I understand this is the way the younger generation is. Look at me moments. This, This was a look at me moment that was concocted, that was deliberate, and I think that makes it even more likely that a guy like Kevin Stefanski says, we don't need this. We are in a Super Bowl window. Yeah. Miles, everyone's impressed by you. They all saw how your biceps were about to rip out of your jacket when you announced a draft pick last month. We get it. You're an impressive physical specimen. You don't need to make some video of you slamming the, the, the ball through the hoop into some guy's head to convince people that you are an impressive physical specimen. That, that, that's real, Mike. I think it's a great point by you. And it also, like, you know, stop it because you're encouraging other guys on our team to want to go out there and do stuff like that. So I think that's where you, you kind of try to nip it in the bud right there and just end that conversation. So I'm glad he's too damn good. He can be the NFL defensive MVP. He's that type of talent. You know, and, and I don't know, in my world of worlds, I guess I look at Aaron Donald as 
probably the best I mean is the best defensive player in football Miles Garrett might be two for me if I had to really sort it out or something like that you know and he only got so many years to play football he's in shape let's go let's kick some butt you've been pushing him as defensive player of the year the past couple of years now he had the suspension in 2019 and also the Browns were the Browns that year they underachieved in light of their expectations last year it was a case of COVID that impaired Miles Garrett here he is from yesterday talking about how it affected him and how he's doing as he continues to recover from it I feel great I feel the best I I have since last year before COVID and uh, it's a wonderful feeling and I felt like it was was kind of a long road and now that I'm I'm back I'm feeling well conditioned and feeling back on my peak the world's ahead of me I'm glad I've, I've recovered and And hey, that's good news, but I've seen other players say that they saw what Miles Garrett dealt with and it's prompted some of them to go get vaccinated yeah, or sure. to be more careful or both because it, it, it does affect different people differently and it seemed to affect Miles Garrett, Chris. And uh, yeah, you know, hey, the team is better. He is incredible and he's got Jadavian Clowney there this year. This could be a very special season for Miles yeah, Garrett. No doubt. That's that's why I think they just they probably came to that realization with everything you said and all of that. And that's that's how could you not be excited about the Browns? I mean, really? I mean, really? They 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 addressed like some of the issues that you they had very few issues on their team all to begin all to begin with. I mean, just when it was defense, like okay, yeah, we need a better corner. Oh, you got one in the first round. You need a linebacker that fits that Seattle scheme that's really fast. What? You got Jeremiah Wusakoromoa in the second round? Are you kidding me? I mean, one of the 20 best players in the draft. I think everybody agreed. Had that little heart murmur issue or whatever. That's why he fell to the second round. So they kill it there. And then they go, wait, we need one more, you know, just presence. Oh, Jadebion Clowney, we got him in free agency. I mean, holy crapola, Batman. I mean, really, you look at that Browns roster you know, with the with the John Johnson signing in free agency at safety, who's a hell of a player, and all of those type of things, you just go show me the weak spots on their team. Where where are they? They're they are really damn good, really well built, and it's just now like, can they take that next step? Can Stefanski continue to grow the offense? You know, can Baker Mayfield take off where take take off where he, you know he left off last year? All of those type of things. But I'm very excited about Cleveland. And when you're a Browns fan, you're always waiting. You're on edge, right? The, what's lurking around the corner, whether it's a Miles Garrett broken ankle playing basketball or just this idea that the Chiefs have all their guys there for the offseason workouts, the Browns who face Kansas City in Kansas City to start the season don't. Miles Garrett was asked yesterday about whether he's got any concern regarding that discrepancy. Here's what he had to say in response. Not at all. I'm glad they, they have attendance, but and just because they're getting getting work at you know their facility doesn't mean we're not working. Just because we're we're what our defense is getting work. I got you know working on their craft just away from home. Uh, we have that freedom and that liberty. And you no, know, you know when we get to game one, we'll see who who has been gelling better and who's who who's got the, the upper hand. Yeah, look, uh, this is one of the major flies in the ointment as it relates to this push by the union 
to get guys to not show up because there will be competitive disparities. And even as we see some teams reducing the intensity, reducing the number of practices, getting away from different drills, the Patriots are still the Patriots. The Chiefs are still the Chiefs. You know, and and we don't I hear anything that, from like like the like we've talked about like some of the other teams too. There's a lot of teams out there that kind of like quietly the attendance is really good, and we never heard one just, thing about it, and they're just chipping away at work. And and I I I wonder how much when September rolls around and we've got 16 games per week in most weeks to talk about, and the train keeps rolling, and there'll be new storylines. Will we? Yeah, we need we, to think about it. Collectively, right. all of us. Yeah. Will we, will others in the media, go back and say, here are the teams that are doing well, here are the teams that are struggling, and these are the teams that had full-blown off-season programs, these are the teams that curtailed it, these are the teams that didn't have full attendance. Will there be a correlation? That's going to be an important exercise. So, Pete, you're the producer. Produce. Track. Future Pete. Be, be aware and keep track and let's see how that goes because I think it's going to be an important point. Definitely. It's going to be interesting to see how it all how it all flushes out when it matters. It's going to be important, you know, just as a fan of the sport, like what we do, talking points, anything like that, you know, all of that. But, I mean, the teams themselves are going to be paying attention. You know, this, they're going to be paying attention to, like, you know, the analytics here of, like, boy, we spent this much time in the building and had this many practices and what were the results? And they'll go, you know, so on and so on with some of these teams that didn't practice or whatever. So not that there's a huge, huge, great advantage that the Chiefs are in the facility and doing that. But there is an advantage. There's no doubt. You know, they're, they're going to have some groundwork laid when they get into training camp to go, hey, remember when we were doing this at practice a few weeks ago and blah, 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 and we did this at the end of OTAs and the mini camps and all that? Hey, you know, as I was in the lab here, I thought about let's add to this play that we did and did this play instead of that, and that, that's where you get a little bit of an advantage that way. And maybe some of the – you know, you get to practice some of the new curveballs like we're talking about the coaches might have to, for a new attack. The Chiefs, oh, we, we didn't have a short passing attack, and that's why we lost the Super Bowl. Maybe we should start working on it now. And I, I think that's where you get the advantages of uh, the offseason stuff. It's not huge, but there's definitely an advantage. And in Baltimore, one of the things they're working on in the laboratory is using Lamar Jackson in a way that he rarely, if ever, has Ooh. been used before at the NFL level. Yeah. Under center, Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator of the team, who's been embattled based upon his failure to fully develop a robust passing game. He admitted yesterday in a conference call with season ticket holders that under center is going to be part of what they do, percentage of which I cannot state at this point. I don't know the extent of it. We're working on it and evaluating it every day. It's something we certainly will use from time to time, some games more than others. I believe it's a very important part in the development of a quarterback going forward so look I, great fine why haven't they done it in the first three years of his career then Chris I it's a good question you know hey the, the NFL has gone into this shotgun phase I think they're probably looking at it like hey he's a great athlete let's get him space let's get him away from the line of scrimmage I really perked up when I heard this yesterday the Ravens don't need a lot on offense to like you know, to to change our minds. I mean, we already know it's a really damn good offense. We're probably a little critical at them at times. But, yeah, we want to see the passing game be able to carry them. There's no doubt. I think this is this is a sneaky way to do it. A little subtle, subtle change there. Subtle, sorry. Subtle change, all right? And um, not, not like a huge drastic, like, oh, we got to reinvent the offense. Yeah, zip it up. But 
we could still run our offense and create some different advantages with the quarterback under center. First off, bootlegs. Are you still laughing at subtle? Okay. Right. No, right. that's fine. But, right. but I'm like, trying to be subtle. <laughs> thank you. But bootlegs are like are going to be a different different ball game now when you're underneath the center. You know, we've talked about this in the past. When you're in the shotgun, those linebackers, that safety that's in the box, there's a little bit easier, oh, I can see the quarterback and the running back and he's riding them and yes, but the picture's clearer. Now think about, whoa, Lamar Jackson's turned his back and I don't know if he gave the ball and I'm and he's not far from the line of scrimmage, so I'm trying to see through offense alignment and defense alignment. Wait, did he have it? Did he give it, you know, to uh, the running back from Ohio State? No. Oh no, he's over there. He ran the bootleg. Uh oh, he threw it his guy's wide open. Or he turned the corner and ran for fifty yards. That's where I like it. Also with the just a straight play action pass, the same element. I mean, come on, Mike. Other than the Chiefs, every great offense we talk about in football kicks ass in the play action to pass department right now in the NFL. Sorry for my language, Liverpool. But that's that's really, you know, that's where I, I, I perked up when I heard that. I went, ooh, I like that. That's going to give some teams a few more issues of handling this running game and Lamar Jackson. But when it comes to the play action pass, and yeah. I remember hearing Ron Jaworski explain this 10, 15 years ago, and it stuck with me. The difficulty for the quarterback of executing a play action pass because you're under center. Sure. You sell the handoff and to sell it, you got to completely turn your back right. to the defense. Right. And and after you have pretended to hand off and turn back, sure. There's a different world on the other side Definitely. of the line. Maybe one defensive end has sprung through. Maybe there's a guy who's coming up in the middle and he's about to get you. Maybe there's a guy that you thought was going to be open and he's got a safety that is lurking. And if you throw it, it's going to get picked off. You've got to completely reorient yourself. You do. That's a perspective Lamar Jackson's never had, Chris. Is that going to be a challenge for him? And how much of a challenge is it for any quarterback to see the defense, turn away, yeah. turn back? Right. Oh, where is everybody now? Yeah, no, there's definitely a challenge, and it's definitely something you got to rep and get used to and those things. And, yes, when you come out of that play-action fake, your point's real. you got to turn around, kind of reassess. Wait, did things stay the same, or did they totally change? What is it exactly? But I think, ultimately, that risk is outweighed by the greater rewards of, wait, we, we faked the ball, and now, oh, that, you know, yeah, you turned your back for a second, but Hollywood Brown screaming down the middle for a 70-yard post because that safety came up and got involved in the running attack or something like that. I just think there's more ways to be explosive on the offensive side of the ball, and teams have gotten so good and creative with the play-action passes that they've made it so simple for the quarterbacks to where it's a little different than the Ron Jaworski age. And here, I'm just going to give you a little, like, exercise here just right off the bat. Like, you look at the top 10 offenses in football from last year. Hey, we know the Chiefs and the Bills. Let's say they were they were one and three. They didn't really use the play action underneath the center. They have freaky quarterbacks who just they want to give them the shotgun and let them do their thing. But the Titans at two, the Vikings at four, the Packers at five, the Buccaneers at seven, the Raiders at eight, you know, and I would even argue the Colts at 10 were all heavy play action pass type football teams. And at 11 and 12, you had the Rams and the Saints, who were also heavy play action. So it's the best way to create explosive plays. And especially with some of these young linebackers that are coming in the NFL, Micah, we've talked about before, where it's spread, it's college football. 
They're not used to pulling guard, fullback, running. Oh, wait, I got to get down there. This is crazy. I got to make that tackle. What? There goes Hollywood Brown on a slant route behind me. That's where I think the real great advantage is, and that's why I think you're seeing more and more teams do it. Yeah, and look, it helps to have a great running team in order to pull it off. You start getting a defense on its heels. Exactly. And just for that split second of uncertainty, right. that's what it's all about. It's about injecting uncertainty into the defender who gets caught flat-footed thinking, all right, oh, oh, it's a run. Oh, crap. And there goes the guy exactly. who's going to catch the long touchdown pass, right. whether it's Hollywood Brown, Rashad Bateman, or whoever. All right, let's take a break. Tom Brady, eight months later, has finally admitted something that the rest of us knew immediately. We'll discuss that right after this on PFT. At the theater, more than the movies come to life, movie lovers march in and skip the line with digital tickets to the latest movies on the free Fandango app. Ready to grab some snacks. And head to the best seats in the house for a night of romance, terror, and quality family screen time. Visit Fandango.com or download the app today for your ticket to the movies. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Go for the and when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this. How about that? In Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics, Friday, July 26th on NBC and Peacock. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. Oh, what do you do for work? I'm an ad salesman. <laughs> oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. And then historically, you've been pretty good throwing the deep ball over your career. Last year, not so much. Well, I was going to say, Mark, you know, I had total reconstruction on my elbow. It might have something to do with it, but uh, no, no excuses. This is one of those where there's a disconnect between what you read and what you see. And I think he knows. You know what? You got me there. Yeah. No excuses. Yeah, no, right. You know. right. I had a total reconstruction of my elbow. That's why I didn't throw the ball down the field. Hey, no excuses, folks. No excuses. Well, the new men's cologne brought to you by Ben Roethlisberger. That's oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well wow. done, EJ. It's like Tommy John, only different. Oh my that's, gosh, that's, that's hilarious. Good. I think I think we need to send a bottle that to Tom Brady. Uh, but he finally has no excuses, Chris. It took about eight months for him to have no excuses. One of the most significant moments of the early regular season in 2020, the Thursday night game against the Bears. The I thought it would. It's still. It's not fourth down. Here's here's Brady revealing that. He truly was clueless in that moment. You guys remember this one? Fourth quarter, last chance in Chicago. I thought it was the second to last chance in Chicago, but apparently not. I don't think I've ever been as confused as I am in this moment right here. Get up, face.
I love it when a guy can be self-effacing, self-deprecating. I, I really like that. But you know what? Uh, he wasn't that way at the time. There he is exiting the field without shaking Nick Foles' hands. Shades of Super Bowl 52. Uh, I, look, he's a human. He's embarrassed. He's got an ego. Shocking. Tom Brady has an ego. But, uh, again, I don't know he gets credit for coming clean eight months later. Let's hear what both Tom Brady and Bruce Arians had to say, Chris, about this at the time that it happened. Yeah. I don't care about it eight months later. Right. Let's hear from Brady and from Arians from the time that it happened. The final play, uh, you were, I mean, they, they made mention that maybe you didn't know it was fourth down. I can't imagine that was the case. What was, you know, it was fourth and five. You took a shot there with great. That... Yeah, I knew we needed a chunk, and I was thinking about more yardage. And then, uh, you know, it was just, it was bad execution. And we had a great opportunity there, so. Just didn't, uh, didn't execute when we needed to. It looked like Tom might have been confused with what down it was. Did he not know it was fourth down? Yeah, he knew. He knew. Yeah. Yeah, he knew. Look, I, what, what's, what's, what's wrong? It's okay. We make mistakes. It's okay. Nothing wrong with admitting that a mistake was made. And, again, it takes some of the it – it's, it, it's, it's great. It's great to see him do it now, but it takes something out of it when you consider that Thou shalt not mention that the great Tom Brady may not have known what down it was in the immediate aftermath of the game happening, Chris. No, I, I know. I mean, yeah, I would have liked to have seen him be honest in the moment and just, yeah, I messed up, whatever. I, I you know, and, and yeah, I am a little shocked too, right? right. Like you see on social media, everyone's like, well, look, this is why I like him. He came clean. Like, no, that doesn't count as coming clean after you know, the storybook was written and it happened to have a happy ending. Now it's easy to dive back and make fun of yourself. That's where I would want to question too. If that's they don't question. win the Super Bowl. If they Bowl, don't win the Super Bowl. Right. There's no way he right. does that. We There's no way. That. You never see Correct. that. You can have fun with it now because you won the Super Bowl because you say, hey, everybody, kiss my butt. I got a big seventh <laughs> ring and a Super Bowl trophy. That I, that I, Yeah, so eat hey. that. But I don't think he ever says that and, if that doesn't happen. And, and let me tell you, if they had ended up missing the playoffs by one game, Ooh. It never would have been mentioned ever again. Whenever he writes his memoirs, it never would have come up. Forget about that. We shall not discuss the moment that ultimately was the dagger for our hopes in 2020. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it is easy to joke about it after you've won the Super Bowl. And as you're getting closer and closer to the night where there will be gathering somewhere to get ring number seven. What, will he show up? to get ring seven with the other six. I think so. So he can yeah. so he can do a little of that yeah. with all of them on there. Why Maybe not? Like, I mean, you, you, you've done they're it. They're not Buccaneers rings. I know. So what? You've done it every other year. you got a T-shirt that says your name and seven on it. So what? Show all seven. Damn, you're the only one that's got seven of them. So do it. Will he put the new ring on a middle finger? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He might. He might do that. Yeah, just like send it up to like the the Patriots organization. Like, hey, look what I found this year. Uh, I don't know, but Brady, Brady, like you know, love his leadership, love the way he is in so many ways. But yeah, we've seen ego get the best of him. Or maybe being a he's sore a loser, loser a little bit every he's now and then. He's not a good loser. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and maybe maybe that's one of the reasons why he's won as much as he has. And, and again, this is something that we've discussed, and, and it really is a fascinating disconnect to me. Behavior and attitudes that we find objectionable in children and try to, try to 
parent out of them. Why do you have to? You don't have to win all the time. Can you please stop? Stop. Stop cheating. No, you don't own Park Place. Your sister does. Okay. You don't have to win every game of Monopoly. You don't have to win every game of Parcheesi. It doesn't have to be that way. We admire that. Yeah. Behavior in athletes. I know. You're exactly right. But it's the way we want them. We want our athletes to kind of be cutthroat, competitive. You know, we like to see that aspect. And especially when it becomes like that great player like a Brady, because then we start to dive deeper into like, ooh, the psychology of what made him and all of those type of things. That's where I think it kind of gets a life of its own a little bit there. But, hey, say what you want. Like Bruce Arians says, the greatest leader in the history of the sport, obviously one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Um, but, yeah, I would have liked to have seen him be a little bit more, you know, truthful there when the time was uh, one real. Th- one thing that Nick Foles will always have and can't be taken away, no matter how far he is on the Bears' depth chart or anyone else's, twice in his career, he humbled Brady to the point where Brady slinked off to the locker room without shaking Nick Foles' hands. Not once, yeah, but twice. Yeah. That's impressive. It is impressive. There's no doubt. I mean, Foles is he's never been affected by the situation, that's for sure. I don't I never looked at bad play or things like that to go Foles is feeling the pressure. It's just not good. I just think, you know, he's just a good quarterback, not a great quarterback and those type of things. But yep, he's one of the few, right, that can kind of like have that pelt on his horse like, eh, when I play Tom Brady, he loses and I win. Uh, that's a pretty cool thing to say to your grand your grandkids. I wonder if Bruce Arians has ever responded in practice to a bad throw by Tom Brady by making a comment like, what do I have to do, go trade for Nick Foles? <laughs> I bet That's you, probably a line that even Bruce won't I cross. bet you Bruce, I don't think he would cross that one either. I bet you Bruce, Bruce has plenty of things he could say if it's an underwhelming throw or he doesn't like it that are very witty. Uh, there's no doubt. Bruce, I, I don't even know him, but just being around him the few times we have real quick at like the combine and things like that, man. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's as quick as, it, quick as there is. I mean, you know, I, I, I think I've told the story before. I asked him one time, I said, you still got pictures over that facility of me and you know as he's walking off set he goes yeah somewhere by the training room and kept walking I was like that's an amazing comeback way to go <laughs> uh, all right let's go ahead and take a break we have been doing a tour of the various divisions by drafting the best non-quarterbacks today we swing back to the nfc moving from the west to the north we'll do that when pft live continues right after this <laughs> All right, there is Aaron Jones' teammate, A.J. Dillon. How you like that save, Pete? Pete gave me bad information and said that's Aaron Jones. That's Aaron well, Jones. Well, just look at his hiding. leg. It's not Aaron Jones. That's Aaron Jones hiding in the quad muscle of A.J. Dillon. He's, he's standing behind. Aaron Jones, you can't see him. He's standing behind the right leg of A.J. Dillon. Uh Best non-quarterbacks in the NFC North. That is today's draft. Chris, you got the trivia question. Go. Oh, I do. That's right. Uh, here we go. You ready? Oh, this one. I saw this earlier. This is easy. I mean, this is a little bit of like what color is blue. Okay, here we go. The Lions. Did you? Don't know. You uncovered the answer looking, too quickly. All right. The Lions' last looking. playoff win was the 1991 season. Who did they beat at home in that divisional round game? Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. right. I know. I know. Cowboys. Yeah, that was easy. You know, the Cowboys, Cowboys what, beat, beat the, the Bears? Bears? Right. They beat the Bears the prior In Chicago. Week, which, which caused – yeah, that was the kind of spark to the 
to the new Cowboys dynasty because they were 1-15 just two years before that. That was kind of like, oh, the Cowboys are the up-and-coming team now. They won the Super Bowl the next year, the year after, and then two years after that. So, okay. Uh, The best players in the NFC North who are not quarterbacks. And uh, do we have the – the rankings of the the all the, the guys top 10 we don't okay all right fine um fine if that's <laughs> what you want to do uh I, I uh man there's a lot of good players in the nfc north i'm buying time here i didn't think i would get the first pick i, I am going to start with khalil Mack, even though he was a little down last year uh if, if look quarterback's the most important position on the field pass rusher is number two Khalil Mack, still one of the preeminent pass rushers in all of football. So I will get started with Bears pass rusher Khalil Mack. Yeah, I mean, he's a stud. He's still a force. He's way better than people want to give him credit for. I know maybe he hasn't lived up to the huge contract totally and what the Bears traded for him. Uh, Yeah, I I understand that, but agreed. You know, I I don't care. It might lack sex appeal. Khalil Mack is still one of the better defensive players in all of football there. So I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you much there. Uh, I am surprised, though, you didn't just go with Dalvin Cook. I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook, I think, to lead it off. I mean, damn, the team, the offense, it's situated around him. And, you know, he's arguably one of the most explosive players in football with the ball in his hands. He's definitely one of the five best running backs and a true running back. Bell cow guy that's not big like a bell cow. But I, I, I just I marvel at him. I do. Got three rockets up his butt, can make people miss, breaks tackles, we know he's going to get the ball 20 to 25 times every game, and he comes through. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dalvin Cook, so I'll go with him. Well, look, I, I, if I would have gone with Dalvin Cook, you would have accused me of picking a Viking. Yeah, of course I would So I, yeah. can't, I can't win on this one. <laughs> no, you can't. So I, I'll go ahead and pick a Viking because, okay. because <laughs> look, we saw it last year. Yeah. And uh, w- one of the things that contributed to this implosion that's going on between the Packers front office and Aaron Rodgers is this guy wasn't on the board when the Packers were in striking distance to pick Justin Jefferson. Packers badly wanted him. Vikings got him. He broke Randy Moss's team record for receiving yards as a rookie. Pretty impressive there. And they didn't even realize what they had until week three. He could have had two more games where he had big numbers. And who knows where he would have ended up. I I think this guy is on the verge of exploding as one of the best receivers in all of football Definitely one of the best players in his division already. Good pick by you, all the way. I mean, yes, he's def- he's. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Um, oh, and it Devon- was a rookie record for the NFL. It, Thank you for correcting me, Pete. Special player, though. Got it all. Thank you, Pete. Got no weakness at all, right? I mean, and that, that's where it's like you look at what Justin Jefferson did, and I think that's where, like, the Jamar Chase thing is really interesting because nobody – everyone goes, whoa, Justin Jefferson, and he wasn't even as good as Jamar Chase when they were on the same team together. What can that be? But, man, you, you found a, a beauty there with him. He is a baller. I love Justin Jefferson. All right. Well, I'm going to get the guy that covers him every now and then. You want to go Justin Jefferson? I need an island corner. I'm going with the best corner that no one really talks about, in my opinion. Like, a top five corner in football for Chris Sims, no question. But nobody talks about him like that. Jair Alexander. Nobody's talking about him. No. Nobody's talking about him. Nobody's talking about him. I am now. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Are people talking about him? I feel like he doesn't get put up there towards the top of corners in football. And I think he is one of them. You know, when when I look at Jair Alexander again, Mike, he's one of those guys that just go, wait, you cover him and we'll see how we'll we'll figure it out over here. He's really special that way. You know, and he can 
He can play a bump man-to-man. He's rare, and he can play off. And he's not just good in man. He's really great at zone. Even for a smaller guy, he's feisty in tackles. Like, I love Jair Alexander. I think he's one of the most underrated football players in the league. Yeah, I, I, and I agree with you. And they got to find a way to pay him and keep him around. Yeah, right. uh, uh, p- part of the reason why they, they, you know, they need to solve this Aaron Rodgers thing. They need to know where they're, they're going to have cap uh, dollars to spend on guys like Alexander, but they need to keep him. They got a winner with him. And, and I agree, they need to hang on. Uh, all right, I, I, I got I to gotta stay at the receiver position. Um, yeah. You know, Devontae Adams. Yeah, I, I know. know what trouble you got in last year when you left him off of your top 10. Right. I'm not going to get accused of failing to give Devontae Adams the proper respect when you don't have a lot of help around you at the position yeah. and you're the guy who's going to attract all the attention and you still get it done. And I know Aaron Rodgers putting the ball in the perfect spot every time helps, but you, you still got to run the routes. You got to catch the pass. You got to have the trust of Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in football, one of the best players in the conference. Yeah, no doubt about it. There, there, there's no doubt. I was wrong to not put him in the top 10. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you, I self-scouted myself. I would realize that was number wrong. 11 like Matt Ryan? Well, yeah, somewhere right, somewhere in there. Like, I, 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 don't, I guess, I, again, I don't look at Devontae Adams as one of the five best receivers in football, but I look at him as one of those six through 10. But he's awesome, and he does a, has great value, and I think you kind of described it perfectly, too, without a, another weapon to ever focus on. He's kind of the guy, and that does put more pressure on him. So good job. All right, I'm going up to your squad here. You know, there's some guys on that defense there that we haven't talked about yet. I'm going to go with the middle, line guy, middle linebacker guy. I still think Eric Kendricks is – you know, I know he was banged up a little last year. I can't even remember what the injury was off the top of my head, Mike. But Hamstring. Hamstring, that's what it was. But, man, one of the best in the business. No, no doubt about it. You know, just put him in the middle. Tell him to go get the football. He can fly. He's great in pass coverage. I mean, for me, he is like – he epitomizes the modern-day NFL uh, middle linebacker, and he's important to Zimmer's scheme, and he's extremely talented. I mean, he's one of the best in football. Um, I'm going to stay in Green Bay with my next one, even though he's coming off that torn ACL. He's already back on the practice field, which is impressive. David Bakhtiari, you, yeah. uh, key, key ingredient to that offense. They made him the highest paid offensive lineman in football history back in October-ish. Trent Williams got him by just a little bit, and it really isn't a better deal. It's it's some shenanigans contractually to to get it there. Bakhtiari encouraging that he's back on the field, and maybe he'll be ready to go week one. He had that that fluke practice ACL tear late in the regular season, but he still continues to be one of the best linemen in football. Yeah, yeah, and I I mean really, I I could sit here. And we could sit here right now, and we can go back and watch the NFC Championship game, and I go, mm, I don't know. If they have Bakatiari, they might win. Shaq Barrett might not get three sacks in that game and do that. Who knows what happens? Maybe Rodgers converts one of those third downs late in the third quarter you know, that he got sacked on because of Shaq Barrett. So, yeah, he's one of the best in the business. All right, I'm going to go with a big guy in the Bears, Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks, you know I love me some Akeem Hicks. He's big. He's mean. He's nasty. He lets you know about it. Like, remember what he did to Dalvin Cook last year in that Bears game at home where he's like, he hit Dalvin Cook early on. He like, let him know, like, I'm coming. I'm going to kick your butt all day long. I love that. He's one of the best big guys in all of football. And I think he is going to have a great year this year because Eddie Goldman's back at nose tackle. So now he can get back to his three and five technique where he's most comfortable and be dominant. I love Akeem Hicks. 
You know, we've made it through four rounds without a single member of the Detroit Lions. I've got a few I'm considering. Yesterday, when we did the AFC North, I went with a couple of rookies. we got to go Penny Sewell. Hey, if the guy is good enough to get Brad Holmes, the GM of the team, to pound on the table in celebration when they got him with the seventh overall selection in the draft, he needs to be on the list. And and now they're, they're working him on the right side, which uh, he is learning is an adjustment. But still, I think he's going to be part of this key part of this effort to to change things finally for the Detroit Lions Chris yeah yeah I agreed I mean yeah I don't give a damn he's going to be one of the better all linemen in football you got Frank Ragnow too who you could have thought about right on that offensive line too you still got to pick I know I'm going to go Allen Robinson Bears I mean come on the guy gets like 1200 yards receiving we don't even know who the hell the quarterback was throwing to him he's damn good so he's going to make my list we're going to wrap up this Thursday edition of BFD live right after this Hey, Dream, I'm not sure how much you've seen of Drew and Teddy so far without a lot of 11-on-11 work, but what are your initial impressions? And kind of as a defensive player, how do you go about a quarterback competition? How much do you pay attention to it? And maybe what do you expect? I mean, I don't, I don't give Like, whoever's the quarterback is the quarterback. I hope I wish the best for Teddy. I wish the best for Drew. I don't know what they're doing. I can't see anything. I haven't been over there. So it is what it is on that part. If you didn't notice, there was a certain four-letter profanity that was omitted. I don't give a bleep. Yeah, right. Um, I'm sick I, of talking about quarterbacks. Plenty of Bears fans do, Chris. I have an important update. I am told that as we surmised, based upon the words of Andy Dalton, he has been told he's the week one starter. So go make your bet now, Dalton. Week one starter against the Rams. Take those odds before they change. That's it. Have a great day. See ya. Chris, Work hard tomorrow, weekend. Mike. See ya. I'll be off. See ya. Sure.